Figure facts for life. We just want you to be healthy. Health and happiness. If you pay attention to what goes in your body, you'll be amazed at the results. Fuel, nourish, and heal your body. Eating healthy. Well, well, that's everything. Put the right fuel in. Take care of your engine. Here's Roberta Janeiro. Here's Roberta Janeiro. Roberta Janeiro. Welcome to Figure Facts for Life podcast. I'm your host, Roberta Janeiro. I am a registered dietitian nutritionist with over 30 years clinical nutrition experience. I am committed to share my expertise of the power within foods to fuel, nourish, and heal our bodies. March is off and rolling. We are smack dab in the middle of National Nutrition Month, and today we are speaking with Heather Gibbs, PhD, RD. She's been practicing as a registered dietitian since the year 2000. Now, Dr. Gibbs' research focuses upon nutrition education with particular interest in nutrition literacy or the capacity with which individuals can use nutrition information to make healthy dietary choices. And that's where we're diving in today. Thank you so much for joining us, Heather. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so glad to have you. Now, listen, I was just looking at your research article that was published in the Journal of Nutrition Education and Behavior back in, uh, I think you said January of 2018. And I was really impressed by this intro. It says six of of the top 10 leading causes of death in the U.S. are chronic diseases preventable by consuming a healthy diet, yet unhealthy nutrient consumption and dietary patterns persist for a majority of Americans. You know, what exactly does nutrition literacy mean for those people that have chronic diseases and that are having difficulty making those changes? Right. So nutrition literacy involves using nutrition information to choose a healthy diet. And so this work um, really draws upon my previous work as a clinical dietitian, especially experience in working with individuals who have type 2 diabetes. And as you know, healthy eating is a really critical part of controlling blood sugar, but it can be very hard for people to learn on their own. And so um, this nutrition literacy involves, you know, navigating all that complex information about diet out there, uh, trying to separate what's right from wrong, from things that you hear people say, um, knowing what portion sizes are. Uh, learning how to use a food label, those kinds of things are what nutrition literacy involves. I see. And and how do our clients benefit um, from a dietitian using this tool? Well, I don't know for sure. We're actually studying that right now. But my idea is that if we have an understanding um, as a dietitian of a client's nutrition literacy, then we can more easily pinpoint any nutrition literacy issues that they hold, um, which could hold a person back from choosing a healthy diet. So that, I mean, that's really important. I, I think that from what I've seen clinically, and you know, I used to run the outpatient nutrition clinic uh, at a couple major medical centers here in Chicago, and what I saw over and over again is if um, I identified how a person actually was receiving the inform- information, let's say I could identify that they were more of a visual learner, that when I showed them um, food models and that kind of thing, they were 
really like, oh, now I get it. And it's like the light bulb moment for them. And then I would see when they would return for a session that they were actually implementing because I found the learning uh, tool for them that helped them to actually take the information from hearing it to actually applying it. So I think that's so critical because it makes me very sad that there's so many people suffering out there with chronic diseases and and they don't need to. You know, they they could see a registered dietitian and with a tool like this literacy tool that you've come up with, I just think it's going to be a great way for a dietitian to identify how their patient is actually learning information, especially nutrition information and being able to apply that. Would you agree? Right. Well, that's the hope. Uh, you know, as I said, it it really stemmed from my own kind of predicament in working with patients. Um, sometimes there's so much that needs to be learned that it can be overwhelming as a dietitian to really identify, okay, where should we start? Okay. And so if you have some understanding of where a person is, is beginning with their understanding of nutrition, then... Yeah, it can help us to focus our messages a little bit better. And make those critical changes that mean the difference between them being healthy and walking down a healthier uh, road in their life, too, as well. Right, absolutely. So Mm -hmm. how is it that we have nutrition education in our school system, but we still have chronic preventable diseases taking away many lives too early? Um, when, When do you think we should start nutrition education for our children? Well, I I first want to say it is true that there's some nutrition education that's provided in schools, but it isn't commonly part of the required curriculum. Ah. And so I think that's an important point. Although a lot of people are doing great work there, I think it's fair to say that more nutrition education is needed in schools to help prevent chronic disease. Um, And I I don't think that there's a time to start a, a a time that is too early to begin. Um, Children learn implicitly. In other words, we don't have to expressly say, you know, uh, this is a healthy food and this is an an unhealthy food. By what we serve them at home as parents, we are teaching them what to like. And and, um, they, because they trust us, um, will believe that that's good for them. Right. And, and you know, the parent actually is the role model, you know, for a child until they're able to make those decisions for themselves. So I think, you know, when you look at family histories and you and, and for the adults listening in, if you if you have a, a history of a genetic propensity towards diabetes or heart disease in your family or high blood pressure or, or, or obesity that you, um, we really recommend that you seek the counsel of a dietitian and learn how to eat healthy and, um, but enjoy it and, and talk to a dietitian because, you know, we live it every day and we know that eating healthy can be enjoyable, tasty, and very satisfying overall. So you were mentioning uh, when we were talking the other day about some work you're doing uh, on online, a website for children and nutrition literacy for children. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Right. So a first point I want to make is, although, you know, we've been talking about the importance of nutrition um, for people who have a chronic disease, healthy eating is good for everyone. Absolutely. It's it's definitely easier uh, from my perspective to prevent disease through a healthy diet and exercise than once disease is already present, although that's certainly something we can work with. Much more cost-effective, costs a lot less if we prevent disease. Um, And uh, this is why my current research is working um, with pediatricians to get nutrition messages in the hands of parents of young children at well care visits. Childhood is a really important time to instill healthy eating because it becomes a habit that's carried well into adulthood. You know, we often think of certain foods as being, um, you know, kid-friendly foods, but really the truth is that children learn to like what they know and what they are commonly served. And they also like to eat what their parents, you know, are eating, right? So. If you're eating your vegetables, chances are they will too. But if you are, you know, putting your nose up at vegetables, then they tend to follow in your footsteps. So, and that's part of the implicit um, messaging that that I'm mentioning and the teaching that we do with children. They learn from what we do, which is true in a lot of ways, um, and that includes food and nutrition. Right. I, you know, I always think about how when I was growing up, you know, my mother was 100% Sicilian. And so that Mediterranean diet, we always had a salad at the table. We always had a cooked vegetable and we had some kind of grain and protein source. So there was always that balance. And, you know, I learned that at a young age. Um, I can't say when I got went to college, I totally followed in that. It was a little challenging at times. But once an adult and in my own, you know, I had my own kitchen and all that kind of thing. I definitely uh, reverted back to that pattern of eating. So uh, yeah, we have to make a shout out to parents to really be role models for their children. And it will not only help the health of their children, but it will also enhance their health overall as well. And they want to be there for their kids when they get married and have children of their own. Uh, Let me just um, say, do you have some words of wisdom for people living with chronic diseases based on the research that you've been doing? Right. I would say that it can be very difficult to navigate all of the complex nutrition information that's out there. But I think it's important that people realize they don't have to do that alone. Um, Registered dietitians are available in most every community um, to help people eat healthier, whether that is for disease prevention, as we were talking about earlier, or as you say, for um, those who are living with chronic disease to help improve their health outcomes, as well as quality of life, which is really important um, while living with disease. Right. So dietitians, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Go ahead. I was going to say dietitians can always be found at local hospitals, and they're often available at teaching institutions and some grocery stores, too. Um, and many uh, health insurers are, are paying for their services, so that's something to look into so that you can get the help that you need. Let's just touch on the chronic diseases that you uh, referred to in your research article that are, in fact, preventable. 
Right. So the chronic diseases that we focused on in designing this instrument were um, type 2 diabetes, as I mentioned before, mm-hmm. um, hyperlipidemia, which is when... Like the high blood cholesterol and triglyceride levels. High blood cholesterol and when t- triglycerides that circulate in your blood are high. Mm-hmm. Uh, also hypertension, which is a common disease that a lot of people don't realize they have because there's really no symptoms of it. It it, it requires that people actually have a blood pressure measurement done. Um, All of these diseases are also related to overweight and obesity. Um, Not It's not true that everyone who has these diseases is overweight or obese, but um, carrying extra weight does make a person more susceptible. Absolutely. I mean, I saw it over and over in the clinic that, you know, with even just a 10 or 20 pound weight loss, uh, blood lipid levels were correcting, blood sugar levels that maybe were starting to manifest a little higher were correcting themselves. And um, that was really um, compelling for my clients and that would keep them going because they could see that their body was healing as they were right. changing it, the way they were eating. It's so encouraging because we can be healthier even if we aren't able to get to, you know, what one might consider their ideal weight. Um, a person can still be healthy um, in the process of trying to treat their disease. So even um, small amounts of weight loss can have large impact on health outcomes. Absolutely. Well, I just want to say, you know, as far as um, advice for parents out there, we basically said, what, be be a role model for your children. And when you go to your pediatrician, see if there's a dietitian in the office that you can talk to. And, and get the whole family on board with eating healthier, uh, not only in National Nutrition Month, but all year long so that your life is uh, full and you're able to have the energy and all that good stuff to get through your day. Um, I want to thank you, Heather, for joining me today. Uh, for those of you listening, if you would like to reach out to Heather, she is at H Gibbs, that's G I B B S, at K U M C dot E D U. And um, we'll just look for. New research coming out, Heather, please keep us in mind and let us know what you're working on because we do want to share the uh, great work that registered dietitians are doing, uh, especially in the realm of research. We want to give you guys a voice. So I want to thank you, uh, everybody who's listening, for tuning in to Figure Facts for Life podcast. Be sure to subscribe to stay in the know on cutting-edge dietetic nutrition information. Hop over to Facebook and like Figure Facts LLC and follow us on Instagram, Figure Facts LLC, all one word. And tune in next episode when we talk to a cancer researcher, Jill Hamilton Reeves. I'm Roberta Gennaro. Have a great day and ciao, ciao for now.